Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tailing, a podcast about people for people. Welcome to Tailing, a space where we as millennials talk about the issues that matter to us. We explore the moments in life which moved, challenged, and shaped us into the people we are. We're here to laugh, share, listen, and talk about it all. Welcome back to another podcast. We're here with my friend Andre. Hello, how are you going? How are you going, Andre? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us something interesting about Oh, something interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm Andre Kois. I'm a 27-year-old photographer based in Brisbane, uh, working mostly in weddings and events, but I love working with people, anything with people involved. I think portraiture is my, mm. my passion, I guess. That's that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. The people. People, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Um, just started doing some video work too, which is new since... Really? Uh, podcast. Oh. One point. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. So we're you, on version two, which is the better, the upgraded yeah, podcast. Yeah, the upgraded yeah. and it's going to just be back amazing. Yeah, so, that's it. So you didn't do video stuff beforehand? No, no. My uh, my good friend and uh, house husband, housemate Nick, has, uh, has been doing some training. Um, I'm sure he gets very frustrated with all of my idiot questions. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like I've learned a lot. That video and why did you start getting into it? Just for something different, a yeah. bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, I, I, I like uh, you know working with film, and I think that that's uh, that has been a challenge in um, shooting stills. Mm. Um, so, so when that didn't feel like it was as much of a challenge anymore, I wanted to add another element. So I've just been kind of slugging away at that. I don't... But that's really good, like, you know, especially with, like, what you do in your work. I think it's pretty complimentary, yeah. 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 Definitely suits. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's probably going to be more of a hobby, but it's fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, today we're going to be talking about... That's a really weird how I said that. We're going to be talking about... Ignore that. We're going to be talking about sex versus intimacy, um, which is, I don't know how I thought of that concept. I think I'm very intrigued when it comes to sex and when it comes to, like, intimacy and kind of I was thinking about it. Oh, oh, I know why I was like, this is relevant because... I remember that I saw this guy for about, I remember, a couple of months. And at the end of that experience, I left it feeling like I didn't know who they were or like I didn't come close to 
even, I don't know, figuring... Did you feel detached within the relationship as well? Yeah, definitely. And then the realisation didn't come until it was gone. Exactly. Bizarre, but not uncommon. (laughs) I think think that's a pretty standard feeling that some people get from some relationships, for sure. But, yeah, interesting. Interesting (laughs) point. (laughs) You're saying that so weirdly. And I'm like, wait, are you talking about yourself or in general? Okay. Um, yeah, and I was just thinking about, like, our generation and, like, you know, what sex means to us and, and intimacy and kind of the fact that now we're in, like, as millennials, that we are comfortable with our sexuality and exploring and whatnot. Because at times I feel as though we're losing, like, the intimacy part and kind of, I don't know, just distinguishing what mm. those are. But to you, how... What does sex mean to you or how would you define sex? Well, I'm going to go back and touch on what you were just saying about losing, uh, what you say, losing like, touch with... Yeah, intimacy. Um, I think that there's, like, definitely oh. something on the knee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I was, yeah. Just like that. Yeah, Checking through the woods earlier. Oh, <laughs> Your floor. Oh, the dirty floor. Okay, yeah. Well, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Should vacuum. But yeah, um, go on. I think I think um, obsession with um, you know social media or like um, internet kind of personas and all of that kind of shit. Mm. Kind of, it definitely uh, makes it hard to get to know a person, and then you kind of, until you actually know them physically, like you, you really need to meet the person to oh, get yeah. to know them, obviously. You have an idea of everyone because you see everyone online, right? Yeah. So then you've got like, you know, apps like Tinder and Bumble and Grindr mm. or whatever mm-hmm. you're using, right? Um, so you see this internet persona of this yeah. person, you're like, okay, cool, like, I know what that person is and I know what that person's about. Yeah. But really, like, Mm -mm. I think, you know, a lot of people are just using that app for, you know, comfort and or, you know, meeting someone and probably the desired result is a sexual one, right? So you can can have sex with that person without necessarily knowing the person. You've got an idea of who they are. That's the idea of that's what they want you to see, right? Yeah. The internet personality or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I guess that is the detachment from, like, that's what our, I guess, generation has. It's not like a speed bump, but it's just like an interesting commentary, I think, where, like, you can be whoever you want to be based on how you portray yourself. Um. And then you you can meet new people and n- not not give them any new information. You could probably just continue to live in your internet persona. Mm, and if you don't give them any more personality than that, you feel like how you said you felt with that dude, right? You you probably had an idea of who they were, um, but you didn't really know them, even though you were having sex with that person. You know, you can be physically close to that person, but 
never really scratch the surface emotionally, which is kind of interesting to me. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was um, I actually... I deviated from the question. No, no, no. I was just on a roll. Um, <laughs> no, because I always think about, like, dating apps and... Recently, um, I was talking to my friend because she met someone on Bumble, Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, And now they're, like, together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she was like, Cynthia, you should totally get it. Like, it'll be great. And I was like, I just find it so hard to interact with people who I don't know online. And I think I downloaded Tinder for a day and then was just like, nah, this is just too much effort. Because it's so much effort. Yeah. Like, so much effort. And then with... It feels like effort to you. Then I feel like you're the percent of people that dating apps don't work for, you know? I don't know, like, how... Like, I don't know how to, like, detach myself. No, there's totally, like, there's a percentage of the population that that style of dating works for. I think that it's... It's got to be over 50% because they're so fucking popular. I know, it's so popular. But I think that there's still a massive population of people that just can't get around that shit. And, like, even people who have tried dating apps out just for one, like, just just to give it a whirl and see what it's about. And, like, you're on there and you fucking hate it because you're chatting to a stranger and it feels like you're chatting to a stranger. Yeah. You can see through that bullshit, you know, like, you don't, you don't want to be there. And it's just so weird, like, judging. Of course, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm... Like, of course, you've got to have, like, an initial attraction. You've got to think, you know, like, someone is good-looking. But then I feel as though a lot of the times, for me, that it really is someone's personality that makes them, like, good-looking in my eyes. And, of course, I can, like, initially see them and be like, oh, that guy's really attractive. Um, but then it's just such, it's just so odd, just like swiping based on people's it's very shallow appearance. Very shallow. And but it works both ways. Like you could see someone who's like genuinely yeah. super attractive, right? Just on that shallow shit. Yeah. And then meet them. And like you said, you, if they're going to dog shit personality, you're going to start to look at their physical appearance and be like, this mm. person is an ugly person. Yeah. Even on the outside. Like, your opinion of their appearance It just changes. Totally, yeah. Isn't that so crazy? It's cool. I mean... Yeah. It's it's a cool thing about people, I think. Mm. I think that that's why a lot of people prefer to physically meet someone. Yeah, I 100%. It's far more organic and you get the depth of a person rather than... That shallow judgment, I guess. Yeah, and I feel as though you find it easier to, like, follow up if you've, like, met someone in person because you've, you know, you've got something that you're, like, relating back to. Like, oh, this person is like this rather than, like, online. I'm like, I don't know who this is. Like, Mm. I just, I could meet them and Mm. they could just not even look like how they do in their profile. Mm. Like, half of the pictures I post, if you saw me in real life... Even though I don't really, like, edit, like, my pictures or, like, overly edit them. But, like, of course, like, a lot of them, it's my good angle, you know? It's Yeah, well, you definitely, that's what I'm talking about. People curate their own lives for the internet. I do it. Fuck yeah, I do it. It's really, it's really weird. 
But I'd buy You're really post up of yourself. No, no, but it, it, but it could be anything, you know. Yeah. Like I would pick and choose work that I would mm-hmm. show. So like you know, I I'd probably post the fun jobs that I do. Yeah, I don't post some of the really boring events that I've had to shoot in my life. But yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's it's still the same concept. Like you're picking and choosing for an audience of people that you know a lot of which. Don't know you personally. Okay. Cool, you know, you've got you've got your close group of friends, or most people have a close group of friends that know you intimately and mm. they understand your personality based on what you give them mm. um, in real life. And then you've got your your followers or whatever the fuck you want to call them, <laughs> and they've got this idea of your life based mm. on what you've curated for them. Yeah. Um, but everyone buys into it. The only way to not buy into it is to not be... On it? Yeah. Mm. But then it's like, what happens? Like, do you, like, do you, oh, no, no, it's weird. Like, you don't, like, I think we've grown up with, you know, what's the earliest MySpace, right? Oh, my, I was so, so weird on MySpace. MSN, earlier. Oh, right? yeah. So, we've, all, we've grown up from, like, I don't know, I was... Probably in like year five or six or something. Using <laughs> so yeah. I've grown up with like internet validation, mm. right? and it's a really hard thing to shake. Like the idea of not being, um, not using it personally or professionally mm. to like network. Yeah, is a scary thing, but you don't need it really. Like you look at. Our parents it, didn't do any of that shit. Like, but I couldn't imagine not having Instagram or like social media right now for me per se. Just because me, me too. Like exactly. yeah, because I feel so with us, especially in the creative sphere, that it's kind of like a necessity now. Yeah, and that's where like yeah. the professional aspect comes in, and you like just regulate how much you use it, and how you use it, and yeah. what it means to you, and yeah how much pressure you put on yourself. Yeah. So, definitely. Um, but, yeah, switching topics, if yeah, you're still so kind of related. Well, it is it is kind of related thinking about intimacy and what that means to us and intimacy in, you know, social media and real life and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But um, what does sex... How would you define sex? I would define... Uh, Sex is the act of sex, right? Sex is just the physical thing that two animals do, you know? That's the physical thing. Um, Yeah. I think intimacy is something that comes once you've had a relationship with someone. So not sex. For the relationship. I think that it's not not relationship in the sense of you have to be dating a person. I just mean like developing any sort of relationship, like a deeper understanding of a person because anyone can have sex with someone, right? Yeah. And it's just sex. Yeah. Um, I think that you're not truly intimate with someone unless you're developing some sort of relationship through conversation or time spent together or a deeper understanding of what that person's about and like you know what their passions and what their hobbies and you know you get to know what their family life is about how they grew up 
how they were raised, how they live now, like all of that stuff um, in collaboration with all of your stuff mm. leads to intimacy in a relationship or intimacy in a, um, I don't know, intimate connection with a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, sex is just the act of sex, I think. And I think it's like, you know, people want and need to have sex. A lot of people don't need intimate connection to have that. Um, personally, not for me. I'm not really into that. Um, but I, I know a lot of people would, you know, be happy to just go with the shallow thing and just have sex. Like you just have sex without being intimate at all or understanding a person or really knowing anything mm. about a person. It's kind of weirds me out, but... Yeah, I think about sex and kind of... I think of... we've all been there, though, probably at some point. If I look back at my past, probably yeah. when I was a lot younger or definitely, actually, you know, like when you, like, you know, like think back to high school and puberty and, like, what, like the, the desire to lose your virginity mm. was greater than the desire to have a connection with someone. It was more about saving face in in front of friends. I think that there's, like, a whole lot of other issues that come into that, probably, like, the whole, like, toxic masculinity or boyhood. For me, mm-hmm. when you're in high school, you've got a bunch of people who are, like, you know... Andre's a virgin. It's like, oh, fuck, okay, I am a virgin. Is that a problem? And it's like, yeah, that's a problem. It's like, whoa, I need to go get a root. Like, this is fucked up. So, yeah, there's probably definitely a point in my life where sex was just the goal. The act of sex was just a goal to get across the line and feel like I was normal or an idea of normal based on what my peers had created, I guess, but... It's funny. You know? I feel like it's so weird how with society it's always, like, the guy's the one who's obsessed with, like, sex or, like, and then... I know it's not 100% true, though. Because yeah, it's Because the not. girls obsess over that shit, too. Yeah, or it's, like, you know, it's always the guy being, like, oh, like, when is this going to happen? Or or I've been watching Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah. Yep, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest, I watched um, the second last episode, I think it was, The Dinner. I haven't I've, seen, no, I've not watched it. I'm only up to episode 10. So okay, I'm well, like, I won't ruin anything I'm for you. I'm quite, like, far. Look, I, I avoided that show like the plague, and um, I sat down to watch that one episode at a friend's house dinner the other night, and it's pretty fucking funny. Like, it's, it's very entertaining. Um, and it's so interesting, and just seeing the you know, dynamic between the women and the men and... Yeah. Some people are really fucking crook, like super uh, twisted, but some people are really lovely and you wonder why the fuck are they on this show? Literally. I definitely don't judge, like, anyone who goes on, like, any sort of, like, dating show, but it's only when... Like, the only thing with that show is I get annoyed at how they, like, overplay stuff, and you can yeah. just tell, like, the producers are just feeding them... Definitely. ...like, stuff to say, then I'm just kind and of... And feeding like, them lots of alcohol, too, so, like... Yeah, I'm you just... You booze like, people up doing? in a room together, and it's... Shit's gonna happen, for sure. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with that show that I was, like, watching it, and then there was this uh, moment where all the... Some of the guys came together, and they were just, like, 
you know, sitting there talking about whether or not they like slept with their wives or so and just kind of like egging each other on. And I was like, this is just, this seems just so weird. You guys, it's fine to like, you know, yeah. talk about that, but just the way that they were talking about it it's and like just a, it's showing off. Yeah. And just like, yeah, good on you, mate. And I was just like, yeah. what the hell? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's, it's weird that, um, I think that that's a normal thing to do, knowing that it is a show, right? Like, it's broadcast mm. eventually. They know this. It's like, what kind of meaningful relationship would you have with anyone if you talk and think like that from the get-go? Like, I think it's yeah. definitely a personality flaw from the start, which would probably lead to some kind of relationship flaw. Like, it'd be super weird. I'd, like, if I was a partner of someone, I'd be pretty upset to see that yeah. They were only, like, trying to have sex with you for the competitive nature of it. Yeah, rather than... Even it, though you're, like, TV broadcast married. I don't know, is that legit? Are they actually married? Is it official or not? Really? It's not, like, official, but they do the whole ceremony and whatnot, but it's not, like... So they say wife and Yeah, and, and they do have really. the ring and stuff, but it's not, like legally official but it's wow. just like what a strange show but it's so interesting <laughs> it's like just so interesting yeah um but what was your idea of sex before you had it before um, you had it before you did it well i mean um or at what stage did you kind of start to get those like urges urges fuck early like as your face as, Seriously, as early as I knew that my dick could do those things. I don't know. Like, when you're really young, like, I'm sure it's the same as girls, like, going through puberty as well. Like, you realise things about your body and, like... Yeah. You, like, young boys and young girls are very horny a lot of their lives. Like, and you, you, you don't really have any control over that. Um... If you necessarily like lose sex drive as you go older, you're just like, a bit more calmer about it. And just I think that the ur- once the urgency goes away, I think that there's a lot of urgency around doing things like you know all through, um, like even even like masturbation was a big thing when mm. you're like in like primary school. Um, that was even a com- conversation. Primary point. school. Well, like, before senior. Like, I think it, it was probably, like, five or six or year, year six or seven or something. And I remember there was, like, conversation around a table one day about... Oh, really? With, like, your group of friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like... Which I think it's, like, it's good to openly talk about those things and not just... But it, but it wasn't done in an open... It wasn't talked about in, like, a comfortable way. It's still... Oh. It's like, oh, have you guys done this? <laughs> and I remember being, like... Yeah, of course I do that. I do that all the time. And I was like, in my head, I was like, holy shit, I don't do that. Like, does that even work? Like, how does that work? Like, how do you do that? It's like, there's no YouTube back then. There's no, like, tutorials for this shit. <laughs> I don't know. No, but, like, the hell? <laughs> but, like, you're sitting there and you're like, what? Like, like, is this normal? I guess that's normal. Everyone seems to be talking about it. And, like, there was probably other people at the table like me who were like, yeah, of course I do that, that were mm. also shitting themselves being like, I don't do that. Yeah. 
But then you go home, of course, and, like, the first thing you do is, like, try this thing. Um, And I guess that's the point where you're like, wow, that's really cool and that feels awesome. So then you just do that. That's a part of your life now forever, Mm. right? Yeah. Um, And it just, like, I don't know, as you're going through puberty, I guess you kind of, like, like masturbation probably came before um, an interest in, like, other people like it's very much just like this feels good for me so I'm going to do that Mm. and then later on I think for me at least personally came the aspect of like oh like I wonder what other people are doing and this is kind of Mm. like exciting to think that one day you know I'll be with someone else doing this thing or like (laughs) feeling this good with someone else so yeah that's something that came after that Um, and I don't know if that's the same for anyone else but yeah I yeah, I feel as though with well, my female friends and me that it was more just... Actually, no, I had, like, different friends. Like, some of my friends were like, you know what, I just want to do it so then I just don't, like, have to think about it and they didn't really care who it was. Like, they cared that they, like, knew the person, but it didn't have so to be... So specifically, you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it didn't so much have to be, like, they were interested. Really. But it's like checking a box, right? Yeah, that they were kind of like fine with that. But then mm. with me, I was always like, I want to be with like the love of my life and like a fairy yeah. tale and like, yeah. oh my God. And like, yeah. you know, build it up yeah. so much in my head. And, yeah. and then when it like happens, it's like, oh, that's kind of not what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Not a letdown, so we, but just. You weren't disappointed? Um. No, I think because, like, a lot of girls experience that it hurts, like, the first time. So, it's not, like, Mm. this, like, you know, amazing and... Mm. I don't know, because, like, what what you watch, like, on TV and, like, shows and whatnot, that the way that I feel sex is portrayed, it's, like, this, like... I don't know, just this amazing thing and, like, I don't know. And it's, like, so much more complicated than that. It's a very awkward experience your first time. I don't know. Like most most people I've spoken to about that, they would probably agree that it's. I don't. I. I think a f- like probably a handful of people in my like friendship group have said that it was really cool experience, but like, I would say most people don't really reminisce on their like mm. first time as anything that's like special or worth remembering it's just literally like you like there's social pressure to do something so you do it and then you're like wow you know like it was kind of sweet but I'm actually more relieved than anything like that it's done and now I can say that it's done yeah Um, and the enjoyment of it doesn't necessarily come um until later on when you have when you actually like I feel as though the times where I've being with someone and actually like enjoyed mm. like having sex has been when I've been connected with yeah. them mentally and that's the intimacy yeah and you know beforehand that it's just, it's, just like, oh, it's, it's not bad no, it's just no, like it's just it's not a chore either it's just a deed that it's just that is you know both parties enter knowing that it's something that needs to be done and that's it and that's a really weird outlook but I think that it's generally like like what most people would would have thought at least for their first time. Like 
I don't know, it sounds like you went into it differently and a lot of other people would share your um, idea that it was going to be special. Yeah. Really. Was it with someone that you loved? Yeah. I Yeah, I think that I loved him. And I think I was, like, in love with him, but I definitely, like... Your idea of love. Yeah. With the perspective, life perspective that you had at the time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been, like, in love with anyone, but I think... Did you say that last time? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. But I think that... Because I remember, like... Because of that person, I felt really intimate with him because he was just so kind to me. Mm. And I was talking to one of my friends recently and I was like, I feel as though a lot of people who I've dated, like I've definitely dated people who I've just connected with Mm. mentally, like on a really deep level. But I feel as though a lot of people who I've dated recently haven't really appreciated me for who I am and or just treated me just so kindly like he did like he was just just so kind wait so you're saying people of recent yeah treated you kindly yeah but or more so just um just not being as I don't even know what the word is because I feel a lot of the times with guys my age like uh, in their early 20s can be very self-centered and it can be a bit hard for them to um, just try to understand someone's feelings you or emotions. You don't need to water it down for me. I fully agree. <laughs> I was exactly the same. Yeah, and just so like... I totally agree. I think that like young people or like early 20s people or late teens people... Um, in particular, males are definitely very self-centered for sure. Um, I think girls are too, but I think yeah, in particular, males are in that age thing. group. And I feel like girls at a younger age find um, that that balance of self and, um, I guess, like understanding of other people a lot sooner than guys do. I feel like guys find it a lot later, generally speaking. When did you or when do you think you found kind of like that balance of like have you found it well I, I, would, I, I would i would say that i have but i mean that's up that's for someone else yeah, to decide isn't it yeah. um and it's based on like who you interact with too so like mm. it's i can't i can't look at myself introspectively and say well to me right, because see. if i if i look into myself and say mm. i've got it right then mm. that is essentially a selfish way of thinking too so it's kind of like as lo- I, I guess like yeah I am happy with myself and how I operate um, so I would say that but it's definitely up to other people that you interact with you are. well thank you that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was like well oh, thank you it's right. <laughs> good to know <laughs> oh my god um, I was even thinking recently the the act of sex and even being open with your partner doesn't have to be a partner whoever you're seeing and talking about like pleasure and you know what you like that even just doing that in a way is intimate and just definitely a part of building the relationship yeah 
And I think that that adds to getting to know someone personally because, like, there's a whole lot of, um, I guess, insecurities that can come out of, like, sexual acts as well. So, like, let's say, for example, you meet someone that you don't know and it's, like, you like the goal is to have sex. You both have that goal to just have sex with someone. Um, and then you start talking about intimate things or, like, things that you like, Personally, um, it, they might just be like sex, sexual things. Like each person's got their own, like whatever you want to call it, like a kink or you know, yeah. something that they like. Um, and that takes that takes a lot of trust in someone else to share that kind of information with them, even though it is just like a sexual thing. Um, it's definitely building a relationship because you're putting a lot of trust in someone that you don't necessarily know too well to, mm, to be have an cool. understanding of something that you like. Mm. And then that's returned when they share something of their own. And then you build trust that way. And, like, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could be talking about sex. You could be talking about um, fucking what you like eating or you could be talking about, like, what you like doing on the weekend or how you like to sleep or what kind of, like, whether you like being, I don't know, you could be talking about anything. But mm. you, like, as long as the more you share with a person and then um, the more that's returned to you that are details that aren't on the surface, the more you build trust with someone and then build a relationship as well. It's, yeah. It's like being vulnerable to another person it's in any capacity is, is building a relationship. So For sure. How would you... Define intimacy. I think intimacy is um, is definitely the, the building of relationship with someone because I don't think intimacy, being intimate with someone necessarily means that you have to have a sexual act either. Yeah. Um, I think, like, my definition of the word would probably be, um, you know, like, know someone intimately and understand someone without necessarily having... A sexual act attached to it and you can feel that intimacy with that person or that connection with that person because you've built a relationship with that person I guess um, I don't really I don't really think um, sex the act of sex and intimacy need to be connected I think that they are connected when you're in a relationship like you're together like a yeah. partnership I don't think you have to be in a relationship. No, but I think I'm not saying that you, you like have a, to. I'm like just a, saying that those those two things are together as one when you are in a relationship. There's like also monogamy. Well, I mean, I've never I've never been like interested, but never explored a like an open relationship. But I'm sure that people in open relationships would say that they have intimacy as well as like great sex lives mm. with the partners that they have in their relationships as well. I don't think it's necessarily being that you need to be monogamous with a person. Um, I think that there needs to be some level of relationship for both of those things to, well, I don't know. It's hard because you haven't, like, experienced um, what I mean in terms of, like, well, I mean, open. both of us would answer these questions based on our life yeah, experience uh, to this day. So Yeah, it could be literally different in a month's time. And that's why I reckon my answers might 
be different to when I first did this interview, mm. but I don't know. We'll never know because I don't have the tape. <laughs> <Go away. laughs> I don't want to remind you again. Um, for anyone listening, Cynthia <laughs> didn't back up any of the recordings of the podcast, so you're actually listening to the final re-recording of every single podcast that you've listened to so far. <laughs> She's learned her lesson the hard way. She'll never do it again, though. Definitely learned the hard way. <laughs> but I feel as though, yeah, when it comes to not so much in terms of, like, sex, but I've just been trying to be uh, not less emotional but more particular with how emotional I am. I don't know if that makes sense. So you're... You're restricting who gets certain emotional levels of emotional connection. That's fair to, I think, remain it like keeping parts of yourself to yourself until you find someone that you want to share it with is completely reasonable too. Um, It's it's a way of protecting yourself for sure. Uh, Yeah. Because you will meet a lot of people who don't like, don't want to know all of that stuff. Um, and they're the kind of people that are just like, you know, acquaintances or people you don't necessarily have in your life moving forward, but you could, you would meet a lot of people in your lifetime that they don't want to have that, that connection with you. And it's not upsetting to realize that it's just, you have to, you just have to understand that that's, they've got their own things and you've got your own things and you don't have to share with people like that who don't, you know. Mm. want that level of connection I guess because I used to get so like because like in general I am a very emotional person like you know yeah yeah of course um (laughs) (laughs) but like even with my friends like I'm that friend who like messages people like I love you (laughs) or just like I'm so glad that we know each other like that's that's like you know that's me and I and I love you know hugging and touching even if it's like platonic or romantic like and so a lot of the times that I find it easier to be like you know intimate in sense of like the way that we've been talking about intimacy Mm -hmm. like with people because I give my all and I find it easy to like you know open up and just talk about stuff hence why we're talking about this um but then I find that a lot of the times if you are like that with not so much like every person but just I don't know like if you're if you don't kind of the the fact that I'm so open with people who I like and whatnot that it's just so much easier for me to get hurt compared Mm -hmm. to just having this level of like I can express who I am but not taking what another individual does to heart and kind of knowing that that's just them and it's not about me yeah that I've been finding that really hard well I think I think that's another thing that kind of comes with age as well is that you can remain open or like as open as is reasonable for you and vulnerable to people in general uh, that is as reasonable to you as long as you don't have the expectation that Mm. anyone that you're interacting with will show you the same level of depth right so i like how you thought that the the problem the problem yeah well i mean the, the the reason why you get hurt 
in that situation is because you're being super vulnerable and super real and then you interact with people who are like just giving you that face value shit that everyone sees and you're like why the fuck am I doing this why am I so, why am I putting myself on the line when mm. I don't get it back it is ultimately when you look at it an unfair thing to expect of another person that they give you the same level of depth because they might not be comfortable doing that yeah so if you're willing to throw it all out there, you don't necessarily have to withdraw it to save yourself. You can be real. You can be yourself at the capacity that you're happy operating as long as you understand that other people that you interact with, a lot of other people that you interact with, are not going to give you the same level of depth. And that's okay too. I like that. I never thought about it that way, but it makes sense. But I also agree probably comes with life experience. I I like using I like saying life experience more than age because I feel as though there are yeah, other twenty-two year olds who are like far more mature than I am. I think I'm pretty mature. Pretty mature. <laughs> um, but I can imagine there are other people who've been through some like pretty Yeah. And a lot of people who haven't as well. I still know a bunch of twenty seven year olds that are super super not mature at all so yeah they're probably like kind of capped out at their 18 19 year old selves a little bit yeah just depends life experience experience. um and just quickly touching base because so andre you know being the photographer that he is you do a fair bit of like nude photography like i haven't in a long time you haven't in a long time but what's that experience like, you know, shooting someone in that way? Oh, I think it's super cool. I think it's super rewarding. Um, actually, since we last spoke, I did my first nude Oh, yes, you told me about it. Mys- of myself. <laughs> um, did I tell you in the last? In- no, no, I we were texting. Okay. And then yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah. oh. Yeah. And so it's like it was always something that I really wanted to do. And I think it was um, – it was an amazing experience being able to do that with my partner of the time and I wouldn't have hoped for anyone else mm. looking at the images. They're just fucking awesome. They're amazing and I feel so liberated and I feel really proud that um, I was able to do it but also really proud of the quality of work that came out of it too. Yeah. Um, she really smashed it. Um, and I think... I think, too, it's – I probably touched on it in the last last recording, but the way that I would kind of operate with anyone, whether you're shooting, like, a campaign or you're shooting an ad or you're shooting a wedding or you're Mm. shooting nudes is, like, your level of connection with that person um, affects the image. Yeah. As a whole. So, like, you always have to build some level of relationship or trust with someone to, to shoot anything. Um, and I think photographing nudes, a lot of the time I've photographed friends of mine or people that I've known, mm-hmm. um, you know, like definitely people that I've known for, like, a couple of kind of interactions or hangouts, even if they weren't a close friend, they were someone that I had met several times and and been able to you know get to know them personally um and then i think that's where the comfort comes from and and you you both have an understanding of 
what like the end result's going to be, I guess. Um, and you know, it's it's a trust in you as a photographer to catch or capture the work that they know and love because they yeah. see your work. Um, and also like the trust that you're going to capture who they are as a person. And that's a big thing, like to put that trust in someone to be able to know that you're going to get these images back and look at them and be like, holy shit, that's me. And like, I've, I'm really proud of who I am as a person because of that photograph. And you look at it and you feel like yourself. And um, I think where like uh, photography or portraiture for short is when you capture something and people kind of look at it and they're like, well, mm. it's not really me. It's like, it's, it's just, it's just an image. Like it's just kind of, yeah, but that's also really interesting because um, there's this guy, you should listen to his podcast. It's um, Walking Home with Michael Donovan. And he's Michael like a, Donovan? Yeah. And he's a photographer. Uh-huh. Um, and he did a podcast with this girl who's also a photographer. Uh-huh. And they were talking about kind of, because obviously everyone, you know, sees things in different ways. Like the way that I view myself, it's obviously quite different to the way that you view me. But a lot of the times, you know, with photographers that you can take an image and, you know, see something in it, but then the subject may not see that same thing and kind of having to come to that, like, you know, common ground. And I think a lot of the times that people want to look beautiful, people want to look, like, pretty. And, I know what you mean. And then people kind of... Yeah. aren't really into that it's yeah. something different that's maybe totally. a little bit more gritty or and I think that's where the trust comes in there's definitely a balance and a mutual understanding of what you're going to be capturing before you go into it um, and you know like you it's the same it's the same as like um, we've only shot once you and I but no we've shot was it once no we shot like twice have we yeah, so, like, the first time I met you, um, and then we also shot at your old place. East Brisbane. Yeah, and it was just, like, right. just simple. What I was going to say is, though, the point is that you, like, you and I have always, have always had conversation around what, um, you know, what we'll be shooting. First yeah. one, probably not. That was more, I think that was more Sophia's creative direction yeah. in that one. Yeah, and you guys kind of just co. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it all together. Yeah, together. But um, yeah, I guess like you, there's there's always like a, a conversation. I've definitely put ideas forward to you that you've been like, nah, I don't really vibe <laughs> on that, or vice versa. You know, yeah. so there's like that's where the balance and the mutual understanding of what you're going to be creating comes mm. into. It. Yeah, for sure. Because ultimately, you want to feel like yourself. And the yeah. photographer wants to capture you uh, as yourself, but in their style. And that's where the balance and the trust comes into play. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I've even found that, like, lately shooting with people that, like, just talking to them and just, you know, them building more of, like, a friendship yeah. rather than, like, I'm the subject and you're just... Okay. You're just the photographer. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel so we should wrap this up. Yeah. Um, well, we got to get to shooting. Yes, we're gonna shoot. Um, oh yeah, still have my little one, questions. two, three, four. Every time I look at the phone, it's like eleven, eleven, or twelve, thirty-four. Oh, maybe that- it's a sign. 
I think it might be a sign. Um, let's see if I can remember these questions. Oh, yeah. I was so professional. Well, I put my phone on silent before. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember the questions I asked at the end. The first one is... Hmm... I, I feel know. like a lot of them were repeat questions, okay. things that we touched on, but let's let's. Go okay, so um, at the end, I like to ask everyone the same sets of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is, who has influenced you the most in your life? Oh, that is such a hard question, and I no, I forgot about that question. <laughs> who has influenced me the most in my life? I I guess it depends on what aspect of my life you want to talk about being influenced just one person i don't know or someone like what's the first person that pops into mind oh my parents of course like totally my parents and i have to yeah i have to say both of them shaped Mm. me um and it's cool i mean like I, i like i really appreciate um you know going from a childhood where you're you're the you're the kid in the family and they're your parents in the family. And then, you know, you leave school and you become an adult and you get to decide as an adult what kind of relationships you have with people and who you have in your life. And I'm really proud to say that my parents are amongst some of my best friends and that relationship (laughs) changed and, um, like it changed from a parent child relationship to a friendship and we talk about it a lot and I think you know it's it's really cool thing that you can have that with with parents I think it's it's probably unique um to a really like healthy and dynamic family Mm -hmm. um unit Um, some people don't have it at all but yeah I'm really happy that I do but anyway yeah Parents. 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 Um, Short answer. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dead, who would you invite for dinner? I really should have had these questions before. Again, I should have even remembered them from last time. Living or dead, who would I invite to dinner? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. See, that answer would change from time to time as well. Um. Yeah, who would I want to pick the brains of the most right now? <laughs> I can't even. You're going to have to cut out a lot of silence yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would have to be um, It'd have to be a photographer. I think mm. photographer who kind of um, influences me the most in the last kind of 12 months at least would be uh, Robert Maplethorpe. Um, when saw his exhibition with some friends at the end of uh, it was like actually it was the end of 2017 mm. uh, fucking awesome really really cool and like I obviously had known of his work as like I know of like many different iconic photographers over time but I think um, seeing the work up close and personal and um, and then you know like buying a book and rereading the book over and over and I feel like it'd just be a really interesting person to meet and chat with um, even for the night. But, I mean, probably in a month's time I would have a different answer or a month later I'd have a different answer as well. It's always changing. 
Um, okay. Oh, what meal would you, if you have one day to live, what meal would you have? Oh, fuck, chicken pesto pasta. Straight away. <laughs> chicken pesto pasta. <laughs> it's like some kind of alliteration there. <laughs> but I, I, it's so trash, but that's the shit that I cook the most. And like, it's so easy to make as well. It's so fucking easy. Mm. You cook it up and you you make enough. Like I make a stupid amount that it lasts for like four days. Oh my God. And I never get sick of it, you know? Mm, I love pesto. It's great. It's I love pesto. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh. Best advice. You can't remember any of these questions? No. That's not so at funny. All. Yeah, I don't know. It was long ago. My, I've got a massive fish brain as well, so um, I don't really know what I was doing yesterday, to be honest. <laughs> no, um, well, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's just a recurring thing that I know yeah. that that's like family and certain people have told me, and you just gotta be, you just gotta be happy and proud in yourself, and you've got to really. Um, you really got to make sure that you're, um, you know, you're doing what you need to be doing for your own mm. sanity and happiness and doing what you're passionate about. And I feel like I've been very lucky to be able to have work in my passion or my field that I'm mm. passionate about in photography and now hopefully video. <laughs> but, um, I think that I've been very lucky in that sense to be able to do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just, just like, hopefully everyone just gets up and does what gets them out of bed in the morning. Just do the thing that you love, do the thing that you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, basically and don't make excuses question. for not doing that shit either. Like, fuck, it's always a common excuse. Like, I don't have enough time or I need to earn money or I need to you know, like, fuck, it could be any any excuse that you could think of. And um, I think that making excuses for doing the thing that you want to be doing is really weak, um, as in, like, it's it's not as in you're being weak. It's a weak excuse. I think it's like... If you really want something, then... Fuck yeah, that's it. it. Grab it by the nuts and go with it. Just yeah. do that shit. And, like, yeah, it, like, most people of, like privileged backgrounds like you know I would say you or I we've got like loving family dynamic and we've you know we've got support from friends and family and all that kind of shit there's no reason why you can't do the thing that you love because um, you always have support from someone right yeah um, I love that I feel as though you just answered the other question which I was going to be like what advice um, if you could spread one message to our listeners slash the world, what would it be? Yeah. So just... That's it. Yeah, I, I, I guess that, that does answer both. Just do the thing that you're passionate about. Don't be fucking scared of trying something and, and failing. failing. Like, failing is the really totally the wrong way to look at something. Like, mm. you, didn't, you didn't fail. You just learned how to do something differently. Yeah. That's that's what failure is. Um, you've... you've you fall down to fucking learn shit, right? So you have to fall down a lot and you will fall down a lot, but it's the not giving up. It's the it's the trying again in a different way that's important and that's the thing that's character building and important. 
Did that hit you? No, I did. <laughs> no, it's just like a you being like philosophical. It's like a love. <laughs> oh You're my god! You're bringing it out. It's crazy. I feel like I should be laying down on a couch. <laughs> Like you're a psychologist. It's, it's amazing. It's good. Love. Well, thank you all for listening. Yes, thank um, you. Catch you another time. Ciao, ciao. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Taylor. To explore more Taylor things, visit the blog at taylor.me. You'll find further articles, visuals, and a space to think, learn, and grow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.